Welcome to a special edition of Stand on Guard. I'm your host, David Creighton, and I've got a real treat for you when we come back in a minute. So we are in a very precarious position in this country. We need political change, but we also need the resolve to resist. Yes. You see that? That's my cat, Sasha, ringing that bell. Please do likewise and subscribe. And right now, like this broadcast to help us beat Trudeau's censorship. And you know, I talk about that every episode to some degree. We're beating Trudeau's censorship when we ring that bell, when you like this broadcast, when you subscribe. Thank you so much. And share it with your friends. And, and please let people know we're on. Now, I met a lot of you last night at an event. It was a really, really special event. And it was Christine Anderson and Ava Vladnerbrook. Yes, I said her name right. She even says people get her name wrong. But we had a great event at the Preston Center, at Preston Event Center, not far from the downtown core, after another venue. Out in 200 Carpentry Road, ironically, where the Freedom Convoy had their compound, where people used to go to get fed and get warm. That place canceled them because somebody complained. And as Christine said, some dude, self-righteous dude, called up and had them canceled. But they found another venue. But I want you to go to my Substack. It's www.substack.davidcrayton. We have got pictures of the event, and I'm having an article published in the Post Millennial. Could be up tonight, should be up by the latest tomorrow. And go to the video description where we'll add the link to my Substack article in the video description. And we will let you know when that Post Millennial article is published. If you want to watch the full live stream, we will put that in the video description too from the Freedom Fighter. Daisy Media. He provided the video. Thank you, Daisy Media. Chris Daisy, thank you for your help and your support, your assistance. You were there last night with a lot of other folks. Now, I got through my script here. If I look like I was reading, I was because I wanted to get make sure I got everything in. And I will be adding, I'm going to show you some clips of Christine Anderson and Ava Vladnerbrook as well as a added surprise here. There was a comedian there last night who I'll reveal later who did a picture-perfect impersonation of Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. It was just wonderful. And then I'm going to share my speech with you, which I thought was like five minutes long, but it turned out to be almost 15. And it was a long night. But thank you for those of you who were there and came up and told me how much you enjoy this broadcast. It really warmed my heart. November has been a horrible month for me. I've had personal tragedy. I won't go into it, but it's been a sad month. It's been a difficult month, but I'm glad we're ending it on an upbeat note. And with an event like this, which was so positive, there's a lot of people who say horrible things about Christine Anderson, including the leader of the Conservative Party, and his flack. 
who had the, who had the, the temerity and the audacity and the nerve to say that she says vile things and that she's hateful. Totally erroneous. Nonsense. But let's get right into this. I want to show you. This is the event here. Yeah, and there's yours truly up there who was uh, one of the speakers along with uh, the wonderful pastor, Hildebrand. And I, and I got to meet a, a counselor from uh, Pickering, Lisa Robinson. And uh, I sat next to uh, Natasha Graham from Montreal, who was just uh, marvelous. And she uh, revealed who Justin Trudeau is and who Pierre Trudeau was. Great speech. And we had some other marvelous speakers. And I was proud to, sh to share the stage with them and to be a part of an evening of celebrating freedom. That's what this was all about. So without further ado, I uh, let's play a clip here. This was the first time Christine Anderson came up on the stage. She was up before everybody spoke and she was up again after everybody spoke. And I thought her perspective at the beginning of the evening was very good. That don't particularly like me for whatever reason. You know, I mean, their misconceptions about me is really their problem, not mine. But for whatever reason, you know, people that don't like me, they bitch about the fact. Oh, what she's doing here again. Can't she just mind her own business? No. I will have you know, I will not do that. Right. I reserve my, my right to intervene and to step in wherever I see the principles of democracy infringed upon, violated, and I will step in wherever I see fundamental rights of the people being taken away. I will step in and I will make it my business. So deal with that. Yeah, powerful speaker. And I haven't mentioned, of course, she's a member of the European Parliament, a German member. She is extremely eloquent and she really gained international attention and notoriety from the woke left when she went after Justin Trudeau after he invoked the Emergencies Act, to snuff out the Freedom Convoy protests. You know, those truckers that he called marginalized and racist and misogynistic Nazis. She called Trudeau a disgrace to democracy because he had the nerve to go over to Europe and start lecturing them about how demo democracy should work and what democratic values were. And she said, you don't lecture us. You're a disgrace and you're, you're a dictator and you treated truckers and you treat working class people like terrorists because they disagree with you. So her speech, both of them were, were fantastic. I was really anxious to, to meet Ava Vlad Neerbrook, who is from the Netherlands, and she has been so important in the war against farmers. She's defending agriculture in Holland because the farmers are being told to downsize, to drastically reduce the amount of land they have, the size of their farms, the crops they plant, the livestock they have. It's, and Holland is, a, is the second largest exporting country, agriculture exporting country in the world. 
small country. As as Ava pointed out last night, Canada's 25 times the size of the Netherlands. But Netherlands manages to be number two in agriculture exports. And she has been fighting for farmers because they had a Eurocentric government that was following the dictates of the European Union, the World Economic Forum, the United Nations, and trying to stop farmers from producing food because they because their livestock and their fertilizer produces nitrogen, which allegedly causes greenhouse gases. And it's all about reducing the carbon footprint, whether or not people starve or not, whether you produce famine or whether you create hardship and starvation. They don't care. It's all about climate change ideology. So Ava's been fighting this. And yes, she is as as, as stunningly beautiful in person as you've seen her in, in videos. And she is so incredibly articulate. It was a real joy to meet her. And here she is last night talking about the issues that mattered her. That's why we find ourselves in a spiritual war right now. And I want to emphasize that. This is not a political battle. This is a fight between good and evil. Is there still hope for the Western world? Can we still turn things around? And my answer to that question is a definite yes. Of course we can. So what we need to do is resist much and obey little. I would like to introduce. Resist much and obey little. Fantastic motto to live by. And I, I want to, I've, I've already invited her on the show. I want to interview her and we want to compare the commonality in what Canadian farmers are going through and what Dutch farmers are going through. And the same attacks by their government and what they've had to endure and what the World Economic Forum, what the globalist agenda is for agriculture. And I, I want to hear her talk about her motto and compare it to what we say here on Stand on Guard, which is resolve to resist. Now, the third clip I have for you here is a Trudeau impersonator by the name of John Stetch. And you can find him on Twitter at John Stetch. And he, has, he does a wonderful impersonation of Justin Trudeau, sings, does a little dancing, but largely it's a stand-up comic role that is just absolutely dead on spot on perfect and I, I want you i really want you to enjoy this because it is really well worth watching and the whole the routine will be will be available on substack because we don't want to have the routine in any way censored by youtube for copyright reasons or whatever may be the case but enjoy prime minister justin trudeau Oh yeah. yeah! Oh yeah! There he is! He's finally not afraid to be around Chris Barber and Harold Jockers. I've only made one mistake ever. Uh, last week I left the, uh, the washer setting on whites. 
instead of the diverse and inclusive colors. <laughs> this resulted in a larger carbon footprint and an unsustainable use of energy. Even more tragic was the loss of one sock. And black socks matter. Yeah. So that is just a small sample of what happened Wednesday night, November 29th at the Preston Events Center in Ottawa. And it was a it was a grand evening and I had a chance to share my thoughts. So I hope you have a chance to listen to those now. I'm gonna play that speech for the next 12 to 15 minutes. I'm so happy to be here tonight. What a wonderful group has come here to pay homage, to dedicate themselves to freedom. And that's what this event is all about. And I came here directly from the Freedom Convoy trial. I, I call it the Freedom Trial because what's on trial is all of our freedom right now. All of our freedom's on trial. And I was happy to, to report today that the prosecution was up to their usual standard which is pretty damn low. <laughs> I, have never, I have never seen a more inept prosecution anywhere, anytime. And the prosecution lawyer was up trying to rebut some of the points that the defense had made. And she, and I can't honestly pronounce her name, but she said, we never said the freedom convoy was violent. <laughs> <laughs> I said, sorry, on the day one of this trial, which was all the way back in September, it was the Tuesday after Labor Day. That's when this thing started. Early September, it was a beautiful summer day. And the other prosecution lawyer got up that day and they said, the Freedom Convoy was anything but peaceful. Anything but peaceful. <laughs> and so, I sat there for the next 21 days at least, and I watched videotapes and social media clips of Chris Barber, who's here tonight, and Tamara Leach. And bear in mind, these were the prosecution's clips. Every one of them, either of them was saying, and this is a peaceful protest, and don't disobey the police and don't try to disturb the residents of Ottawa. I, if I heard that once, I heard it a hundred times. And the prosecution kept telling that to the judge. So it was a bit of a, bit of a farce. But what's, why are we having a freedom convoy trial? Why, why are Tamara and Chris on trial? Because I mean, normally, even the charges themselves are the sort of things that come out of a drunken weekend. At some party, mischief, and it's taken thirty days now. Thirty days in court to hear this case. And Lawrence Greenspan has said on a number of occasions. He told me again this week, "I've been at murder trials that took less time than this." So what is this about? Well, it's about intimidation. Justin Trudeau might not be the one who laid the charges. But the state wants you to be afraid and intimidated of criticizing policy. And they think, if we can put Chris and Chimera through hell, 
if we have to force them to fundraise just so they don't lose their homes, then maybe other Canadians will think twice about criticizing us. And that's what this is all about. That's what this is all about. You know, I thought, I've heard this theme from a number of speakers tonight, and th this was totally unscripted. But a spark getting a fire going. That was a, a word of hope for me. And it reminded me of a song I used to do in the youth group when I was growing up. In church, I grew up in Vancouver Island. And I still hate the winters here, by the way. And the Freedom Convoy, <laughs> February! Oh, that was tough. Frostbite. But the song went like this. It only takes a spark to get a fire going. And soon all those around are warmed up by its glowing. Now, Pastor Hildebrand might remember that one. But I thought about that tonight. That song came back to me like a verse, like a song from the past. And that's, that's all it does take. But we need to get that fire going right now. And I want to touch on what my main theme is here. is censorship. What this Trudeau government is doing to this country. And I keep hearing the conservatives in question period say, he's just not worth the cost. And I say, oh, no, 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 no. That's as bad as he's just not ready in 2015. What a stupid campaign slogan. Trudeau is not just worth the cost. He's destroying the country. He's catastrophic. It's not just worth the cost. What does he have in mind? He's passed two bills now, C-11 and C-18. You know, this is the Online Streaming Act and the Online News Act. And, and of course, the latter one is affecting new media the most because it's basically shut them out of Meta, Facebook, essentially. I worked for the Daily Caller for five years as the parliamentary bureau chief. And if I wanted to get my stories noticed, I would be emailing our editor and saying, our social media editor, and saying, is my story on Facebook yet? Because if it wasn't on Facebook, I wasn't getting paid. And the liberals are so stupid, they don't understand how media works today. And they really think we should be extorting money. For media, the truth was already bought off. It's bad enough we have a state media in CBC that is raking in over $1 billion a year. But now Trudeau is subsidizing every legacy media that is ready to take government money. And this fall economic update had more for them. You didn't see that in the papers, did you? I talked about it. Because yes, they're subsidizing more state media. And Trudeau has a very deadly agenda. And I wanted to read something to you. This is a tweet that I think encapsulates much of what Canada has become. under Justin Trudeau. And this is, this is absolutely incredible. 
woman in BC gets scanned and told she has inoperable cancer and has two months to live. Woman goes to the USA, gets operation, has cancer removed, and is told she has many more years to live. Canadian oncologists contact her two months later to discuss made arrangements. And if you don't know what that is, that's euthanasia. Medical assistance in dying. Three cheers for socialized medicine. <laughs> that, was, that was exactly. You know more people are coming to Canada to die than any other country in the world. This is over 30,000 people in the last year that records were taken. People, I, I did a wonderful interview with the Kuman brothers. Three brothers, two of them from my old stomping grounds on Vancouver Island, which is incidentally the, the, the major area in Canada where Canadians are choosing to die. One of the most beautiful parts of Canada, Canadians there are dying in greater numbers by their own hand with medical assistance in dying. And they produced a wonderful documentary called Made in Canada. And it's all about the effects of the euthanasia program. And of course, we recently learned it's not just about euthanasia. It's eugenics. Because they keep expanding the what they call the opportunities. <laughs> the opportunities to die. Those who are eligible to take the program. And as of April, it's going to include the mentally ill. And they've, they've increased the category of mentally ill to include drug addicts and alcoholics. And that's eugenics. And that's what Justin Trudeau is all about. The Liberal Party and the Trudeau government has become a cult of death. A cult of death. I am going to promise to cut this short here. I want to talk about one other, two other matters because one of them is near and dear <laughs> to the heart of Christine Anderson. And I want to say it's a pleasure, Christine, to meet you. I admired your work. When I heard you rail against Justin Trudeau, I just about wept. It was <laughs> and She knows him. She knows him. And Eva, thank you so much for coming to Canada. Canada has a long and wonderful relationship with your beautiful country. And it's a pleasure to have been a part of this experience tonight. But you know, we have, have, we have a new immigration minister. I don't know if you've seen him. <laughs> but he, he's, he's another one. They had a big cabinet shuffle in the summer. And they got rid of a lot of the, the big guns in the liberal cabinet and replaced them with virtual non-entities. People on the back bench, they just shoved them in the front bench. And the reason? Well, they were in seats the liberals thought they might lose. And, and Justin Trudeau is so anxious to shore up whatever support he can get that he put a lot of these people in cabinet. Our new immigration minister is something else. He's, but he had a news conference to talk about an immigration cap. He says, I, he says, I've instituted an immigration cap. It's going to be 500,000 new immigrants a year. But it's not going to start for two, three years later. So re-elect this in two years' time, and then you'll get your immigration cap. 
in the meantime, it's 500,000. Now I was watching an interview last night with an Irish professor who was talking about the same things going on in Ireland. 125,000 immigrants a year into a country of 5 million. Now you think about that. Canada is approaching 40 million, or has achieved 40 million, and we're bringing in 500,000 a year. And we could be bringing in all kinds of new refugees as a result of the Mideast War. And they won't confirm or deny that. Do you think there maybe is a program here? Is there a, is there a reason why all of these countries are doing the same thing? Why they're barking about nitrogen in the Netherlands? And Trudeau has said farmers have to reduce their fertilizer use by 30% by 2030. This magic year of 2030, has it got something to do with the World Economic Forum? Is there a plan? Is there a globalist agenda? Is it Klaus Schwab? Yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think of that scene in Goldfinger. You know, he's, he's Goldfinger. And these lines actually weren't in the Ian Fleming novel. But they were in the movie, and if you've ever seen the movie, the Sean Connery as James Bond is laid out and his laser beam pointed at him. And it's coming closer and closer to his middle. <laughs> a little lower than that. And James Bond says, Do you expect me to talk? And Goldfinger says, No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. <laughs> And that is what Klaus Schwab is expecting. He wants us to die. As we've heard it earlier, yep, you'll own nothing. But you'll be happy. Problem is, we won't be. So there's, there's something I say on my broadcast. I encourage you to watch me on Craven's Right on YouTube. Or look me up on Substack, stavidcraven.substack. Resolve to resist. Resolve to resist. We are facing a tyrannical authoritarian Trudeau government that does not want us to be free. And the first thing it's destroying is our freedom of speech. And there's an act coming up in the, this parliamentary session which will make disinformation and misinformation illegal. And you know what? They're not going to define either of those terms. So it will mean whatever Justin Trudeau says it should mean. And that, my friends, is something to be afraid of. But as we've heard so many of you say tonight, as long as there's hope, and as long as that fire is burning, we can fight back, and God willing, we will. Thank you very much. Hi, this is David Creighton. From Craven's right and stand on guard. Join the resistance. Resolve to resist. Become a member of this station. I've been practicing journalism in one form or another for over 30 years. I've worked in print, radio, and television for a lot of prestigious publications and media outlets. I was an armed forces public affairs officer. I worked in Parliament Hill. I know how Ottawa works. And I know how corrupt federal government can be. But you can play a part in opposing Justin Trudeau's government. 
in Justin Trudeau's plans for Canada. You can become a part of the Creighton's Right Resistance. Now, I urge you today, please support this station in any way you can. Ring that bell, subscribe, because that ensures you're at least going to continue to be able to watch these episodes. You'll beat the algorithm. But more importantly, I need your financial support. I hate to ask, but that's what I'm doing. I made a decision to pursue independent media because I believed it was the best possible route for me to take as a journalist and as a concerned citizen of Canada. So you can become a part of that. And at only $5, you can become a part of that on YouTube, on Substack, and with Buy Me a Copy, a one-time donation. But I need your support. And from the bottom of my heart, I thank you. If you've already done that, if you're already supporting the station, thank you. But if you haven't, make that decision today. 